Okay, hello, Dr. Andrew Fury. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Excellent. I take it you're in St. John's, Newfoundland today? Uh, I'm actually traveling today, but uh, my heart's always in St. John's, Newfoundland. Oh, so is mine. I miss it. I'm in St. Catharines, Ontario, and it's great uh, for you to join us and the Teuton Talk listeners. And uh, I'll just give a, a quick preamble. Uh, I know you're an orthopedic surgeon, community leader, physician, medical educator, and the founder of Team Broken Earth, which is a national medical aid charity that began in St. John's, Newfoundland, and has since grown around the world. And so since founding Team Broken Earth, you've led missions to Haiti, Bangladesh, and Guatemala with a rapidly growing team of incredible volunteers. So I understand that you have over a thousand volunteers from seven provinces and one American state, and you visited five countries and helped over 30,000 patients. Is this correct? Yeah, that's a, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. that's awesome. And so, Team Broken Earth came together after the earthquake in Haiti. Yeah, it did. Uh, it started uh, really as a conversation, just uh, you know, between three of us about how we could uh, help in the aftermath of the earthquake. Um, and really, it was only supposed to be one team from uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, but uh, it, uh, it really just exploded after that. Uh, people had such a good time on, and felt so good about what they had done and, and wanted to continue to do into the future that um, it really just exploded. It, was, it, was, it wasn't supposed to be as what you described in the preamble. It was only initially supposed to be one trip of people from Newfoundland and Labrador uh, going to Haiti, and that was going to be... Uh, our contribution uh, to the uh, relief effort and uh, helping uh, their downed medical system at the time. So when you were in medical school and at the university or Oxford University in England, um, did you foresee yourself doing this type of work? Yeah, so I, I went to medical school at Memorial, uh, very proud of that. Um, no, this was not something that was uh, on my chip in any way, shape or form. I uh, wasn't on my life plan at all. I mean, it wasn't something that was discussed at our family dinner table. It wasn't something that I ever thought that I would do. Um, it uh, really came out of left field. Um, it's, you know, in medical school, people do a lot of electives abroad in Africa and other, other places, India and elsewhere. And I never did. I was always happy to support them and be their biggest cheerleader. But uh, just didn't seem like it was uh, it was something that I was interested in, and then um, the earthquake really changed how I viewed that type of work for me personally. I mean, I always was very very proud of anyone who I knew was doing it, and it was very admirable stuff. Uh, but when seeing sitting in my living room in Newfoundland and Labrador and watching the images of the Haitian earthquake live, you know, it wasn't it was happening live right right before your eyes um i really knew that they were uh, the people there were going to die of their head injuries unfortunately or their abdominal injuries but they weren't necessarily going to die of their uh, broken bones and uh, that's what i do that's what i do for a living that's what i love to do and i really thought you know i should help in some way shape or form and what better way to do that than use the skills that i've been trained uh, trained with and uh, go to uh, Haiti and help. And so that's what I did. So it was never something that was on my chip. 
And then when I came back uh, from that first trip, uh, it really changed my life as it does a lot of people who join us on on trips. And I wanted to continue to do it. Um, I uh, wanted to do more. I wanted to give back more. It wasn't just the sure devastation of the earthquake. It was the exposure to the frank poverty and living conditions of uh, that, that these people um, uh, are fortunate enough to have to have to live with that uh, I really kind of it changed my life and uh, I took a right turn and here we are today um, with a different life plan than what I started with. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And uh, I've noticed that you're co-chair of the Jack Hand Foundation and you've set up uh, the Dollar a Day Foundation that is focused on raising funds to support mental health and addiction services. Can you speak a little bit about that as well? Yeah, so a uh, dollar a day, we started a dollar a day, myself uh, and uh, my good friends Brendan Paddock and Alan Doyle, um, to help support uh, frontline, um, frontline mental health and addiction services providers that often just don't have the funds they need to do to provide the service that's so desperately required mental health and addiction services have been underfunded uh, chronically throughout the centuries really uh, but it's it's only now that we're trying to play catch up um, and even openly talking about mental health and addiction illnesses and so we're, we're trying to help those frontline we're not providing the services. We, we want to fill the gaps to people who are already out there doing the hard work, doing the heavy lifting, but sometimes the load is just a little too heavy. They don't have the finances they need to, to get them over the finish line, and that's where we want to help. So the concept is that mental health and addictions, I think all your listeners know, really touches all of us. And, um, you know, whether it's us directly or indirectly through people we know and love or colleagues, families, and friends. Uh, so it, it impacts all of us. And so we thought, what, a, what is there some way that all of us can be a part of the solution? If it really touches all of us. And then, uh, you know, giving a little bit, um, you know, whether it's a dollar a day throughout the year, a dollar here, a dollar there, we collect it all. One dollar by itself is not a, is not going to change the world, but collectively, our, our dollars can, and that's kind of that's kind of how they, the, that's the goal of the organization. The concept was really Allen's to begin with, and and he tells a story all the time about how he's walking to the Great Big Sea recording studio, and he used to give uh, a guy on the street a dollar every day, and he kind of worried, wondered, well, you know, well, I'm going to go on tour now. Who's going to give him a dollar a day? And that's where the, that's where it kind of really hit him. And then we were talking as as a group of three of us as friends, and all of us have been touched in some way, shape, or form by mental health and addictions. And really, kind of kind of really ran with the idea of well, you know, that dollar and our dollar and all the dollars together. Well, maybe we could really kind of help with frontline mental health and addiction services. And are you seeing the benefits of this campaign? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've uh, had a very successful first year. Um, the goal is uh, to make sure that everyone's dollar uh, gets to the front line. So the way we do that is we offset the operations of the charity through corporate support. And, you know, your dollar, my dollar, 
it uh, it all goes to the front. We're we're almost there and getting it all to the front line, and that's only within the first 12 or 16 months or whatever we've actually been fully operational. So we're really really happy with uh, how we've uh, how we've performed so far. Uh, and it's continuing to grow. It's continuing to get momentum. It's continuing to grow across the country. Um, we provi- we've provided uh, checks now, support uh, to uh, organizations in Vancouver, Alberta, Ontario, and Newfoundland and Labrador. And hopefully now this year, we'll be able to expand that even further. Oh, that's superb. Congratulations. Thanks so much. That's really great. And it's a great story about Alan. That's uh, that's very touching. Um, it's so cool that he's been able to bring this together with, with you um, as well. And uh, so I know that you are the proud recipient of the Red Cross Humanitarian of the Year Award in 2017. And for the past five years, you've been uh, one of the top 50 CEOs, uh, according to the Atlantic Business Magazine. And so you play a role in the business community back home. And I know as well... Um, uh, this is a, a little uh, cool fact. My fa- father, my late father, who passed away February 19th, um, unfortunately due to pan- pancreatic cancer, uh, was a recipient of the Paul Harris Fellowship Award, which uh, I know you received. Oh. And also my grandfather and my great-grandfather received it. So um, I've, I've heard your name within the community in that respect. And um, can you just tell me a bit about what these accolades mean for you and uh, what they mean for your ability to uh, tackle the opportunities that you see, like for example, with Team Broken Earth and Dollar a Day Foundation. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, my condolences to you and your family. Your your dad was quite, uh, obviously a, a, a quite a powerful figure in St. John's and in Newfoundland and Labrador. It's a real loss for all of us. But you in particular, so my condolences to uh, you and your family once again. Thank you. Uh, the the awards, I mean, they're, they're, I say this and I genuinely, truly mean it. They're not my awards. They're the awards of, um, of all the people who have, have done the heavy lifting. We, you know, a lot of things that happened with Team Broken Earth were serendipitous. Uh, but one thing that was not by luck was putting team in the name of the organization. Um, we wanted to make sure people felt a part of a team, and it's only the team element of what we do is is, is really the only way we could do it. Um, so you can't go down as a soul surgeon, you can't really go down as a, as a nurse and see all those patients and do all that work. So the awards, although they're nice, uh, they don't belong to me, they belong to uh, a Team Broken Earth and all the accolades uh, do. So. You know, the nurses who are doing the heavy lifting in the operating room, the pediatrician who's seeing the sick patient, the, the eyeglass clinic staff and the lions who are there distributing eyeglasses in 100-degree heat. You know, like, it's it's really, uh, it's humbling to receive them, and um, but they're really not mine. They're really uh, the teams, and, and I hope uh, everyone from coast to coast feels like they have, uh, their name on those awards uh, as well. It's nice to get the recognition, but it's not what drives uh, me. It's not what drives Team Broken Earth. It's always how can we do a little bit more? How can we make this a little bit better? How can we see more patients? How can we expand our services? How can we um, grow uh, across the country and countries now into the United States? 
and expand our reach. Um, I think we've stumbled across a model that allows people um, to give back in ways that uh, other organizations don't. Uh, and so we don't want, we want to really capitalize on that because there's a lot of people out there who want to help and do this kind of work, but don't know how or don't know, have a mechanism or don't, you know, don't have the vehicle. And we just want to be the best vehicle for, for people uh, to, to volunteer their time and provide medical relief and education. Well, that's so great, and it's so well said. So uh, I know you're super busy, and I know you, you're on a tight schedule, but uh, just one last question. Um, in terms of where things are at now, what, what do you foresee happening for yourself in the future? Where do you see your, your focuses lying? Well, I'd love to see Team Broken Earth continue to grow. Um, you know, we have a vision of being in, in, in all 10 provinces and expanding into uh, the states uh, with, within the next uh, five years. That's going to require a lot of strategic planning. We, sh you know, we shifted from being the three of us, uh, you know, trying to do this to, um, you know, a, a crew of us, you know, in my, in my basement and others' basements, you know, collecting supplies to now a national organization where we're really lucky to have the support of uh, some some strong board members uh, and the support of the community to hopefully realize that dream of expansion so that we can continue to provide care. And of course, you know, my ultimate dream and, and goal would, would be to see uh, a nice succession of this so that it's not, you know, it's, it's not even a it's not not only not me. It's not Newfoundland and Labrador driving this anymore. It's a nat. It, you know, it'd be a it'd be something that'll live far beyond when I decide to stop operating or when you know uh, Dr. Rideout decides to give up or one of the key players decides to stop. That this thing lives on and is not attached to us and is able to provide medical relief and education uh, to uh, low middle income countries far into the future. Fantastic. Well, so well said, and thank you so much. It's uh, been great to connect with you today, and I'm sure our Teuton Talk listeners will be very uh, happy to hear what you had to say. Well, thanks for the time, and to anyone who's listening who's supported us over the years, because there are many, many, many supporters. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, anything you've given, whether it's your time, your talent, or your funds. I can assure you that they go to good use and you'd be very proud of the work that's being completed on your behalf. Superb. Well, uh, listen, you have a fantastic day and uh, best of luck with all of your endeavors. Thanks very much. Okay, take care.